0: This is Tony Diaz, El Libro Traficante. This is an emergency broadcast because our own Libro Traficante Lips Mendez, Texas Poet Laureate, has been banned. So it's time to stop the censorship culture. I'm going to fill you all in on where this will air and why we're talking about this and how we're addressing it. But, uh... Lupe, I don't know if there's a reward for you. If there is, I will not take it. I will not turn you in for that reward. We do Thank have a you. palabra 25 anniversary campaign. That probably would that would get us to the limit.
1: But, yeah.
0: yeah, <laughs> right. we won't do it. Lupe Mendez, thanks to sure. welcome to your program. You <laughs> co-founded the Libre Traficantes.
1: Right, right. You're a
0: part of the backbone of Nuestra Palabra, founder of Tinteros Projects. Now you've got an FBI file. So welcome to the show. I believe we're the first media source talking to you about this. Is that the case? Uh, yes, yes. And I made you sign that paper, so
1: good. Yes, that's Very a good. done deal. It's done. Um, yeah. Tell, um, tell people the title of your prohibited poetry. Uh, so the title of my collection is called Why I Am Like Tequila. And I am uh, from uh, Willow Books. Um which is a publishing house that directly works to publish writers of color and and definitely women of color. Like that, it's based out of Detroit. Strike two, right? Like
0: in Texas. This, in Texas, that's two strikes. What's the third
1: strike? The, the 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 it is it is because it is in uh, Michigan, which is blue a, state, a blue state and a blue city um
0: three strikes it is well those are three three strikes in texas
1: it's over so um my publisher the and what's what's crazy is the book isn't new like i am writing the 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 tales of this book this book is a comet that launched in 2019 <laughs> Like, this book has some years on it. It won.
0: It ran underground for a good four years,
1: Lupe. Like, it's. They were bound to find you. I, it's interesting that, like, the book comes out. I am awarded the, the 2019 uh, John A. Roberts uh, Award for Best First Book of Poetry from the Texas Institute of Letters. Like, it's an award-winning book. Uh, it's it's already been, it's out in universities and high school classrooms all over Texas and Cali, in New York, like Wisconsin.
0: You become Texas Poet Laureate.
1: I, I, I'm Poet Laureate. I, I give my final farewell reading this past Thursday, and I basically was like, thank you to the Texas writers and the Texas community for accepting my work, etc., cetera, et cetera. And then I wake up to a text message uh, that basically says, uh, unfortunately, your work is now banned in North Texas. And- Well, let's it, pause there because yeah.
0: there's so many ironies there. Right. Of course, I should point out a huge irony that it is in fact the Texas legislature That documents you as Texas Poet Laureate. That means Dan Patrick firmotus papeles. He signed your papers. Correct. And you're telling me the day after that term ends, you get banned. tune into nuestra palabra Latino writers have to say this is an emergency broadcast because one of our very own has been banned this airs of course on social media first it's part of the nuestra palabra multi-platform broadcast the video will air on fox26houston.com the audio is edited for kpft 90.1 fm Houston's community station which was one of our first broadcast platforms and then of course This will also be edited for our podcasts because we are high-tech Aztecs. And I have to mention this, Lupe Mendez, even though right now we're focusing on the ban, I got to remind our dear listeners from KPFT, thank you for helping us during the 2012 Libro Traficante Caravan to smuggle the prohibited curriculum from Arizona, which right-wing legislators in Arizona banned you. You supported us to be part of that system, to be part of that push, to overturn that racist law. And we all did. I say all that because, because of your support, we can put on the air what we want, the way we want it. And it has to be issues like this because people want to take us off the air, take books out of our people's hands and silence our writers. So if you can, you need to make a donation in the name of Nuestra Palabra at KPFT. And you can go to kpft.org or Old School 713. 713- five, two, six, five, seven, three, eight. And Lupe Mendez's book is titled Why I Am Like Tequila. I should mention this. If you do live in Amarillo and you are linked to the Amarillo school district, you should tell the administrators that yes, if you're under 21, you can't drink tequila. But if you're under 21, you should read Why I Am Like
1: Tequila. Maybe they're confused, Lupe. I don't know. It is, I know there's several spots that I got in the text that said that it was more than one space. And so I say the panhandle because I don't even know if it's just Amarillo. But it's it's interesting that kind of had a feeling that at some point, maybe someday, my work would be banned. I just didn't think it was going to happen this fa- and maybe I'm fooling myself. I don't know. I I feel like I was able to go under the wire because the notoriety of my work is is you know I'm not on anyone's major radar. Um, I'm not published with one of the major five publishing houses. Uh, Willow is a, a, an indie press. It's a solid press. It's an indie press. Um i know i've been able to tour around with the book i know that it's it's at the the latino library uh, the latino bookstore at the guadalupe cultural uh arts center i know it's it's here at casa ramirez like they always have two or three copies of the book always in stock i should um, mention
0: that Nuestra Palabra was selling copies of your now banned book why i'm like tequila at the BIPOC book festival Um, We sold out of that run. We're going to get, we're ordering more. So, you yes, I'm deeply offended by this. So if you thought, if you thought that were mad when you were banning other people's books,
1: um, (laughs) imagine what we're going to do now. Imagine
0: what we're going to do now. And again, I do want to mention one thing. Uh, My book, The Tip of the Pyramid, Cultivating Community Cultural Capital. I document some of what we did back then, but I want to make something clear. This is, Willow Books Press is in the independent publishing, which is powerful. Uh, My books from the University of New Orleans Press. I didn't write a corporate product that would presume to say the bans were over. I archived our moment during these cycles of bans. But what I did say in that book is that Mexican-American studies would never be banned again. But here's why. The folks that want to silence us, the folks who are pushing this Censorship culture, they study us, and what they did is they realized they could not directly ban Mexican-American studies because our community responded across the Southwest, across the country, and we overturned that racist on American law that was engendered by right-wing politicians in Arizona. In turn, they've come up with a whole new approach. So we can't do the same thing we did 10 years ago and in the censorship culture, they're now attacking librarians, they're defunding libraries, they're suing librarians, they are bullying librarians, and they are basically censoring entire lists of books at a time and depriving students of it. Um, And you did a special panel at the BIPOC Book Fest. What am I missing? Because I think that's the challenge with this new wave of censorship culture the folks that want to silence our communities or deprive our hint that our people of books, they've adopted other ways, including taking over entire legislatures to create laws that vilify intellectual freedom. It, what what am
1: I missing from the attacks? It's, it's the it's the the language. It's they. It's several ways, right? Like they've made things so broad-stroked. That it looks ignorant, but it's enough of an elbow in the side that's like, eh, eh, like go do, go do the next level of the work, and the next level of the work are the individuals who these become dog whistles, and they salivate to to be uh, awful beasts of censorship, and they go in and uh they take their orders and they're like, okay, yes. And then they go in and begin politicking on smaller levels. So in this case for what's happening with my book right now, it's, it's somewhere North Texas. Like uh, um, I'm not at Liberty just yet to say like specifically what spots, but the fact that it's in one section of the state is one thing, how it could move through central Texas, through South Texas, through west texas like you know it can happen at different times and so it's it causes folks to be ever vigilant on so many different platforms and at so many different levels right like mm-hmm. they're taking over legislatures they're taking over school boards they're taking over uh, advisory boards for library systems like it's all the different insidious ways censorship that, culture mm-hmm. and it's the entire movement that then chips away ever so slowly at every uh bolt in the ship that keeps us running and moving and and that's 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 how they're gonna do it
0: like to add something as well and again uh, in the tip of the pyramid cultivating community cultural capital one thing that I did mention and again we are a movement we are not a corporate nonprofit, so we don't function like that so it wasn't as we had a board meeting and we said hey everyone we have to contain this oppression to one state but as we wound up organizing talking to each other and talking to community members that's that became the goal is to keep that ban of Mexican-American studies just in one state. What's been very different now, and I talk about this in the book, is that during the COVID-19 shutdown, the proponents of censorship culture didn't care if their base folks would get sick and get ill and get, get out of commission. They continued to organize while we did not. We observed all the safety protocols. We went online. So then what happened is that a lot of this, what you mentioned right now, festered and grew and spread to many states. So what we have now then is the censorship cultures in many states. Um, I don't want you to comment about that, but then I want to also talk about the response because we don't want to leave people thinking that there's not a response. I want you to remember that we adapt our communities are used to oppression. The difference is now we can communicate it. We can plan for it. And there's more of us. Lupe, you want to comment anything about the spread of this to many states and all around Texas instead of just perhaps in Arizona we, like happened in
1: 2012? We, we kind of got a taste of what that looked like the moment we came back after the caravan. Um, we finished the caravan, the caravan uh, Sunday night, spring break, 2012. And not even, I think we maybe had a few months of breathing room. And then we started getting the whispers that Texas was looking at some of the same language. But instead of it coming at the tactic of ethnic studies, it looked at comprehensive U.S. history here and how it's taught in Texas. And instead of going after K-12 the way Arizona did it, they flipped around a little bit of the language and they came after higher ed and so us having observed and talked and questioned and interviewed and took notes from what we learned from the communities as we caravanned all the way to arizona it was it had to be community response so those of us that were able to, to get that bat signal and like pull together we were able to approach both the house and the Senate. And we divvied up like mm-hmm. half of us came in. Uh, they were relieved that I got the members that went to go talk to at, at that time, Senator Dan Patrick, and then some of us that went after uh, representative Capriglione. And they had penned uh, a bill that would l- directly limit or, or, Ramrod what would be quote unquote comprehensive US history. And they based their bill with very like I think the entire bill was less than a thousand words. Mm-hmm. It was like mm-hmm. a half page long. And they were gonna run with it. And they 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 did the bill in both the house and the senate. And we had to act quick and we had to do the research. And it was the Heritage Foundation at the time had written a, a massive report where they reviewed the syllabi of U- history. That was the uh, National Association of
0: Scholars. Yeah, I mean, right. That's a, that name is very misleading. They came up with that um,
1: very slanted report. report. And uh, they recommended in that report um, that in order to teach comprehensive U.S. history, you couldn't have books about women, you couldn't have books about gender, you couldn't have books about race, and you couldn't have books about class. And so their book list to ban, I mean, with within a margin of like fifteen to twenty books matched up exactly with the book list from Arizona. And so again, we we kind of knew how to respond on the uptake and the quick move. And now, same same community response. Like I'm, I would always say that community leads the way. Like every time I'm. And at the moment where I'm like, man, geez, what do we do next? Communities, the the ones that are responding, community members are doing it. I, I posted the other day and said, well, it finally happened. Uh, I am banned in the panhandle. And I posted it on Twitter and I posted it on Facebook. And I've been messaged repeatedly over and over and over by teachers and educators and parents. Uh, hey, where can I get this book? hey, where can I buy this book? And it, that's the response. Like, You see a book that's being banned and it's happening in our schools. Um, then people are taking it in their own hands and they're going to buy it for their private libraries.
0: But your an- your answer is community. So if yeah. you're within the sound of our voices, you are deputized the Liberta Ficante. I want to break down some of the additional responses. And when we close, we want Lupe Mendes to read one of these prohibited poems. So uh, why don't you get that ready for us? But, but along with those responses, um, we don't want people to be too frustrated, to be too disillusioned, disanimados. So right now, what we have to do is we have to fuel family libraries. We have to support librarians. We have to get books in the hands of our gente. I want to give a shout out to the Latino Bookstore, at the Guadalupe Cultural Arts Center. I'm proud to be the literary curator there. I should let you know that that's one of the only Latino bookstores in the state. We'll be continuing to work with them. Additionally, Nuestra Palabra's 25th anniversary is right now. If you wanna donate towards our uh, campaigns, you can go to the website, Twitter, or Facebook, but we're gonna have several readings from now all the way through Hispanic Heritage Month, October 15th, 2023 when all these efforts will be supported by Sandra Cisneros. She's coming to town to do a special fundraiser to fight censorship culture, to support Nuestra Palabra and to support the Libra Traficantes. So if you do donate to the Nuestra Palabra 25 campaign at the $25 level, you wind up becoming a member of Nuestra Palabra. You also get a ticket to see Sandra Cisneros October 15th. And then if you come in at the $300 level, there's a chance to get to the uh, a special VIP uh, one-on-one with her. But what I'm pointing out is we're coming from now all the way through October 15th with different events, including including, underground library pop-ups. Wait till you see how we build a portable underground library. Wait, wait till you see that. Okay, that's coming. Additionally, Nuestra Palabra has received one of the big read grants. So we're giving away 500 copies of the book, Infinite Country by Patricia Engel. She's Colombian-American. So we wanna make sure that the books flood the market. And I tell you what, Lupe, you're not at liberty to say where your books have been banned, but I wanna tell the folks there, we're coming, folks. We're looking forward to teaming up with you. If you live there, please uh, open your arms for us. We're coming. This is time to all of us unite. And again, do not think that these have to be huge events. On your own when you pick up a book you're defining these bands when you share a book you're defining these bands and two things you got to have your family library and if you once you read the band book they can never take it away Mendez, we need you to take it away. So you're reading a piece that was actually first published in the Norton Anthology of Sudden Fiction. I don't know if, because it's part of a banned book. Does that mean all Norton Anthologies are banned now, Lupe? I don't know.
1: I would say if you have a copy of Sudden Fiction Latino, uh, short, short stories from the U.S. and Latin America, uh, you probably have a uh, contraband <laughs> literature cuz in that collection i'm not the only person who's on the on a book ban list like officially that book at least has like half of its authors banned internationally cuz there are authors in that collection that are from latin america and this is the same stuff that's played over in different countries and different regimes and different opportunities and i I, I now it's kind of cool that I'll take this as a badge, right? Like I'm in that I'm in that like next level of work that's you know, I guess important. And so yeah, if you have that, mind all that, that you're a mind all
0: team pro, yep.
1: <laughs> you if you've got that anthology in your in your library, take it out. Read through it, read through, read my piece, read everybody's pieces, because this is this is all. A sign of our times as well as you know things that this things might be banned now, but they're not gonna stay banned. And and it's foolish for people to think that you know they're going to move a river to to access the things for themselves when in reality it has to be for everybody. So
0: so read that contraband poetry. Menden, um, reading from his banned book
1: um what i, I should, am like tequila uh what should ma- run in the mind of a caballero read this fast at first run don't start fights just end them quickly stand up for yourself a little mind your own business Don't touch the ball with your hands play fair if you have a fist fight by the winner or the loser a trago no name calling stop swearing so much that spit forms in the corner of your words. Remember to pray with that bogota of yours. Let ladies go first. Open doors for everyone. Pray to a God. Pray to the winds. Pray something. Remember how to act in public. Smile. Don't stare at them with your mouth open. Don't stare at their chest. Work out maybe another half hour. Don't control the conversation. Learn how to dance a waltz, keep up with the mileage on your car, stop staring at their chest when you talk to them. Don't be cocky, remember people's names, eat vegetables, once in your life work a dirty job. Don't mix light and dark liquors like your deal. Watch, choose between the things you love and the one you love for the rest of your life. Battle, try new foods, dirty thoughts aren't dirty, don't expect a kiss on the first date. Only play poker once a month. Learn how to salsa. Don't brag with your friends on poker night. Watch your spending. Be humble. Drive defensively. Don't be so defensive. Someone else tiene la razón. Manual labor cleans your head. Do it often. Study hard. Get good sleep. Take risks with a clear mind. Show some quiet pride. Remember, you come from a cumbia. Learn to cook mojarras para tu tia Juana. Write the thank you cards the day after graduation. Change your socks, read, call folks back. Do not get an I- a fake ID from Enrique or Sanjay or Ethemius or Terence. Change your socks, read, read some more. Learn, write, run, stop using checks. Don't flirt by buying them a drink. Argue so that you learn from someone. Run faster, struggle. Take a moment and listen to the story your grandfather shared. Let your mother know that you were all right if you have a mother. Know your license number. Wear deodorant. Don't hit on their friends. Learn a new language. If you have neither parent, rely on me. Rely on your boy. Rely on your girl. If you get a chance to spend the night with a pretty someone, exist in the words first. Then in the lips. Then a kiss in the hips. Only use your credit card. Never take it slow. Learn to take shots of tequila. Make sure the only tequila you drink is Don Julio. Be there on time. Admire the moonlight. Sleep on the beach at least once in your life. Get your heart broken. Pick up the tab when somebody has a great day. Pick up the tab when somebody's had an awful day. Learn to samba. Remember your friends when it gets busy. Be intimate, especially when you want to run away. Pray as much as your mother did. and Work as hard as your padre. You got that? No? Read it again. Real slow. I'll wait.
0: That is Lupe Mendez reading from his contraband collection of poetry, Why I Am Like Tequila. And we're putting a call out to all Libro Traficantes. We'll be spreading mind-altering prose and poetry throughout the state and throughout the country. And of course, we've got allies coming in. This is all leading up to several readings, several pop-up underground library events, and also October 15th, we'll be joined by Sandra Cisneros here in Houston, and she supports us. We got some more surprises with you. And uh Lupa Mendes. I don't know if this means every word you utter is banned, too. Probably. But uh on the way out, and any any words to fire folks up? Porque um, a mejor están desanimados. A mejor que estamos perdiendo. Pero claro,
1: ese no es el caso. Yeah. I find it interesting that the information about certain things that are happening, especially in schools and in libraries, is hitting now in May. And so what I think people are doing is they're maybe thinking that this is going to chill out some movement. And in reality, no, you take that time this summer, you rest, you prep, you research, you have whatever drinks you're going to drink. You sit by the beach or the lake or a nap or a hammock and you'll be ready for hot August so that we can get back to the work we need to do because it's never over. Every single day doing the work. And I want to remind folks too,
0: Saturday, June 24th, we're bringing to Houston 150 Mexican-American studies scholars, teachers, students, and allies. It's the Mexican American Studies Summit K through 12. It's the eighth annual summit. The focus is Mexican American literature. Your book will be available there. We're going to make sure some of the curriculum guides you've written. We're going to give away curriculum guides on how to implement Mexican American Studies. Those are donated by the Latino Bookstore. Diana Lopez, whose book is one of those that we have a curriculum guide for, will be there we're gonna have uh, Ron Castro will be giving a talk. He's actually the curriculum guy from my book, "The Tip of the Pyramid: Cultivating Community Cultural Capital." We're gonna have books, writers. We're gonna unite. And like Lupé said, no time for us. Es un party. Este party sigue. Este party sigue. And we're gonna spread this mind-altering prose throughout. Lupé, thank you, Lupé. Lupé, you've always put the work in. You put others first. I am proud that your FBI file has now gotten thicker.
1: Thicker, yo. <laughs> This is awesome.
0: Thank you for changing the world, brother.
1: Thank you, sir, for leading the way.